say very little. But when you do give a tiny little compliment, it means so much more. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Meds. Gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 14, Comrades in Arms, Part 2. It's the 136th episode overall, directed by Alan Alda and Burton Medcalf, written by Alan Alda. Originally aired on December 13th, 1977, and the production code is Y117. Colonel, this guy you said couldn't wait has been waiting 45 minutes. All right, hold your horses. BJ? I got him. Put him down in the end. Get him ready. Send Kelly over here to close for me. Kelly, thread your needle. Father, retract this one. All right. Great. Musical scalpels. Give me a clean gown. I hope you're shaking a leg, Winchester. Colonel, my graceful fingers are dancing over the innards of this hapless doughboy, and when I am done, I shall be done. I'm sorry I asked. That's what I had in mind. Anybody know where Hawk and Margaret are and why nobody's out looking for them? I spoke to the chaplain at i a few minutes ago. And? No help. They still won't send up a spotter plane for a search. His CO just won't budge. Did you tell him we're desperate? Rather vividly. I'm afraid my anchor may cost me a few days in purgatory. Well, your heart was in the right place, Father. I wish mine was. Right now it's in my mouth, waiting for somebody to do something. You know, he's a breeze of personality to one side. Pierce was a skilled surgeon. Charles, it's a bit premature to be speaking well of the dead. Colonel, did you get through to the 8063rd yet? Still floating on a sea of static. A little more retraction there, if you please, Father. Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm afraid I'm not as sharp a nurse as Margaret. If the truth be known, Margaret was a superior nurse. Charles, will you quit talking about them in the past tense? Well, how would you like me to talk about them in the future tense? Yes, actually. We could all say a little prayer that they'll come home tonight. That's not too far in the future, is it, Major? Touché, Father. I also have the plot summary. A frustrated BJ disobeys Colonel Potter's order, convincing a helicopter pilot to search for missing Margaret and Hawkeye, who, in the meantime, have found that they have very differing views on the relationship they've developed while awaiting rescue behind enemy lines. Oh, I wish we had the caviar. Oh, no peaches. Crackers and jam. Well... That's not so bad. That's all right. A continental breakfast. The continent of Atlantis. The what? It's the one that sank. Oh, yeah. That's like a joke. Similar. You know, I really love your sense of humor. There have been times in the OR no one could see under my mask. I was smiling at everything you said. Sometimes I'd be standing right next to Frank, and you'd get off a really good one on him, and I'd just be grinning from ear to ear. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) How did you feel about me, under your mask? 
Well, you know, a lot of the stuff that came out of my mouth and through my mask was just fatigue and craziness. I know. I think I always knew. I mean, I've always felt that you were a very attractive, very, uh... attractive person. And there we were, hiding behind our masks all the time. Yeah. If only I'd have known before I met Donald. You know? Yeah. Oh! I must look awful. You look fine. Oh. Wonderful. Ah! Here I am, no lipstick, no comb, dust all over my face. Well, I guess if I could pass muster on a morning like this, I can't be that bad. You look great, Margaret. Oh, oh, I wish I had my toothbrush. If I don't keep my teeth polished, they get positively dim. You have the whitest teeth I've ever seen. I, I always thought they were my weak point. Margaret, you could read by your teeth. <laughs> you know what I like about you. You don't shower a woman with empty praise. You say very little. But when you do give a tiny little compliment, it means so much more. Okay, our guest stars for this episode are Douglas Rowe, who plays Aylesworth. Uh, Douglas is still acting today, and his most recent appearance at the time of recording was as the pastor in the film Besetment. Hmm, never heard of it. No. <laughs> and, of course, we have the lovely Kelly Nakahara, who returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Hello, Ruth. You got a second? Hey, Beach, how's it going? Lousy. Pearson Houlihan's been missing for a day and a half, and we can't even get Icor to send up a plane to look for him. I know. I got orders to stay on the ground, too. Yeah, well, if we don't find him, the North Koreans will. I'm not just going to sit here and let that happen. You're not? No, we're not. We. You, me, and my chopper? The three and only. You know, you and I can get into an awful lot of trouble. So could my chopper. I don't have any authorization. You fly through machine gun fire to pick up wounded GIs. What kind of authorization do you have for that? Anybody from i sees us up there. There ain't going to be a sling big enough to hold our butts. Hey, Ellsworth, nobody's going to see us up there but the North Koreans. All they got is guns. All right. All right. You know I can't turn down a chance to get shot at. All right. Let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I have written on my notes. Um, I don't know. I... This one, this one, I know I praised uh, Margaret in the first episode, in the first part of this. This one, she just annoyed me more. Yeah. I felt like she was so over the top and just so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it, it, maybe it was just because it was unusual seeing her so sweet and kind and lovey-dovey. And I'm like, you, all you did was have a night together with Hawkeye. Yeah. And she like, she like, you know, Donald who? And she's already, you know, I don't know. It just, it. It bothered me. It it didn't feel like Margaret to me, but I don't know. I don't know that that part. That just kind of it, it just annoyed me. Yeah. It says I like BJ and Hawkeye's conversation about Hawkeye really liking Margaret. I need some advice. We were scared and lonely, and we turned to each other. Only I turned away first, and I guess I've insulted her, and I don't know what to do about it. Talk to her. Yeah. Well, I've thought of that. Only I'm afraid if we make up, it's liable to start all over again. You afraid of her or of you? Why should I be afraid of me? Sounds like maybe you felt something for her and it scares you. I felt something for her? Are you nuts? I felt something? You know who you sound like? Romeo Montague? Hot Lips Houlihan. You got her denial routine down pat. Don't be crazy. 
Well, actually, even while I was screaming and yelling at her a while ago, part of me was remembering the night before. So talk to her. What's the worst that can happen? That you'll have to admit she stirred something in you? Give a little. You've got plenty to spare. Yeah, the heart-to-heart on the, 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 yeah. their, their bunks kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did, that I thought some, was some really good writing and some really good interaction between those two characters. Um, and then uh, I loved Margaret's love, uh, letter to Donald at the end. <laughs> but, it was, but it was really a letter to Hawkeye. I'm sending him a letter back. A very carefully worded letter. Dear Hank. You like Hank? Or maybe I should make it Dirk or Lance. Hank is nice. Hank will make him crazy. Dear Hank. I'll never forget that night we spent in that abandoned hut. You gave me your warmth and your caring when I was afraid. And now I think from time to time when I'm afraid again, I may have the courage to let another person know it. You've helped me to grow a little. Thank you, Hank. Um, I really... I, those two scenes right there saved the episode for me. Hmm. Because I love the interpersonal, very personal interconnecting between two characters. And normally it's Potter and somebody because I just love Potter. Yeah. But but those two scenes, just, they you could tell they were just very well written, very well acted. They got so much emotion across, and it just it was perfect. Everything before that with with Margaret, you know, and then they're fighting and they're not fighting, and ah, uh, yeah, it just it was too much for me. Too much. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you because it's um, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, we we can only presume that they have slept with each other. Because they, 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 the end the episode ended with fully clothed, and they wake up still fully clothed. With, with yeah, but it might have been with... cold. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, we've <laughs> all been there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, and but it is. I, I totally agree with you. It's kind of like this thing where it's like, well, it's it's one night, and suddenly she's basking over him as if he's, you know, the, the love of her life. That yes. And, and I, I know she's going for a bit of turmoil because Donald's been writing this letter and everything like that. But it just doesn't sit well at all. And it also, but another thing, I suppose, credit to Alan Alder for sort of like writing his character be such a dick as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, he looks really uncomfortable, especially when he wakes up because, uh, oh, yeah, as if like he's suddenly remembering what he's been doing. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, yeah. quite, that's quite fun. But, um, yeah, then when you get the arguments and the rows and all this kind of stuff and... Um, Especially when he says, oh, yeah, I'm really, really glad you found us. Really, really, really glad you found us. You think, oh, come on. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the end bit where they're kind of made up. And it's basically what BJ says to him. And uh, when they're in the mess tent and they're saying, what are you smiling at? You know, and they both. Oh, I love that. It. Yeah, that whole. You're right. That seems fantastic, too. And they're all smiling. They're all smiling. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> starting to get uncomfortable. Why, why everyone's smiling? It's you know? <laughs> so good. It's, I think, though, that um, a little bit like the Star Wars prequels, if you kind of put all this into one, <laughs> it would actually mm-hmm. make a good film. Uh, I, I think <laughs> I think if you actually kind of like maybe snipped around and maybe even just added 10 minutes extra and made it as like a special, it probably would have been a better episode. But this just seems just so, the second episode seems so padded out and unrealistic. Yeah. It, nothing seems to work, you know. And there's some really nice moments, especially from like episode one with the Hawkeye rushing out to go and help the, the dying 
the dying soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. Margaret's against that. Yeah, the next minute she's she's all for it and all this. Um, it, it is a it is a bit weird, and also the unprofessionalism of Margaret when they're they're, they're doing the uh, the operation as well. Oh my you know? gosh! I yeah, know. She, she can be a bit stern, but she was so out of order. Just a second, I'm not finished. Let's keep this out of the operating room. When we walk into surgery, I expect us to cut into the patients, not each other. I'm a professional, Captain. When we get back to the 4077th, no one will see the faintest sign from me. We've had even the mildest disagreement. Thank you. You're welcome. But I, but again, though, I do like the fact that Hawkeye, you know, he, t- he blatantly turns around and says, I expect professionalism in the... Oh, he the, calls her out on it, And he calls yeah. her out, and he, that I like to see, because, it, it, yeah. you know, he does it really well. Um, yeah. But it's definitely the it's definitely a weaker episode from the, the first one, because, like, like as we, we said on the last episode, where... You've seen Margaret's, uh, well, Loretta Switch's perfect, wonderful acting and real powerful acting and real showing the character of how yeah. vulnerable she can be. And then you've got this episode where she's showing, ah, so this is the reason why you're vulnerable. And everyone just thinks, man, you're such a wet suck. What's, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a schoolgirl. But again, yeah. I suppose, like we do when we talk about these episodes, you know, does this show something like the fact that she's she never really had any emotion when she was growing up because her dad was, you know, a high-ranking officer in the army. There was no one there to show her that kind of love, to show that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Maybe her her mom was like the standard kind of 1950s uh, housewife where all she was expected to do was clean the house, have the dinner ready at the table and go shopping. Yeah. You know, is this all yeah. she actually knows? And suddenly you see Hawkeye come along and go, she, can't, she does respect. And you see you just fall into this role of, uh, oh, let me get your breakfast for you. Let the me do- mend the your doting rooms. wife, yeah, yeah, the doting yeah. wife. And maybe, maybe that's another point when you think about it. I just think it's you know, maybe not as handled as best as it could be. But you know, when, when you think about those points, it kind of gives a bit more in depth into maybe what was going on. Yeah, that's true. I just it was just so hard because she was so amazing in the first half of this. Yeah, episode. yeah, no, you know, or the first the other episodes, not the first half, because the first the first probably. Ten minutes of this episode was just horrendous, hmm. and then it got good when they, you know, when they got rescued and they went to the operating room, and then you have all the talk at the end, which was amazing. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I don't. Uh, if this was just like you said, if they may have made the first episode, a, you know, a little shorter and tagged on some of these great scenes toward, they could. It would have been a fantastic one episode, hmm. or maybe a little extended episode. Yeah, but I feel like you're right. They kind of dragged it into a two-parter. Yeah, unnecessarily. And they didn't have much to do, so they just kind of, oh, I don't know. Yeah, especially yeah. because it ended on such a great cliffhanger. And yeah. then it's like, oh, where, where'd you go? I don't know. You know yeah. Maybe yeah, it would have been was... good if they got caught. Maybe they got captured. And just as those, you know, they kind of, maybe they had, that would have been good. Maybe they got captured and then they start bickering and arguing. And the, oh, the, the Koreans are like, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Let's yeah, just right. get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, our wandering children with open arms. And so they don't get lost again, we have a couple of little gifts for them. Clinger? A mash compass. (laughs) (laughs) If from this camp you ever stray, this little compass will point the way. Aim this arrow to where you ain't, and you'll come home with no complaint. (laughs) In case you go traveling again, here are your passports. This is a chief surgeon and a head nurse. Do not give them candy or let them loose. Please return to MASH 4077 where they will be given hot soup, clean jammies, and a kiss on the head. (laughs) Welcome home. Welcome home. And 
our undying thanks to the bad little boys who disobeyed orders and went out and found them. B.J. Honeycutt and Doug Elson. <laughs> oh, we went looking for you because we both adore you. But don't you ever do it. Don't you put us through it. Don't you ever do it again. Thank you. Thank you all. You're warm and affectionate and lovely. And you're so nice to come home to. Isn't that right, Major? Yes, indeed it is, Captain. I can't tell you how glad I am you found us. I can't tell you how glad I am you found us. Uh -huh. Oh, boy, am I glad you found us. Uh -huh. You really saved my life. Excuse me? Yes. Ah! Hell hath no fury like a woman sustained. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I had the toughest time finding any behind the scenes for this one, but I did manage to scrape up one here. Uh, when Hawkeye and Margaret are demonstrating the new vascular surgical technique at the uh, 8063rd, Margaret mentions that the clamp that they are using was developed at the 4077th. However, that clamp won't be developed until episode 16 of this season, patent 4077. Oh. That just goes to show you when they, you know, because they... They um, air these out of order than the way they're shot. Yeah, in fact, I, in fact, I think I've got a comment. Uh, yeah, I've got a comment for the next episode, actually, which, which also helps contradict everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this obviously this episode was meant to air before that Comrades in Arms Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it would make more sense. But, you know, I guess uh, the producers or whoever felt... Those two episodes were stronger than this one and decided to air them that way. Yeah. But it's a minor thing. A minor thing. Uh, yeah. We have a fun fact. I almost feel like there should be a, a, a zinger. <laughs> fun, fun facts. Uh, Alan Alder co-wrote 13 and directed 31 episodes of the TV series Match. Now, Alder was the first person to ever win an Emmy for acting, directing and writing on the same program. The man is a legend. He is amazing. Yes, oh, yes. and it's it's, it's 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 all deserving. It's oh, not like gosh, they gave yeah. it to him just because you know he's a great actor. He's been doing it for a long time. No, I think his writing credits and his uh, directing and it's just amazing. Yeah, he's just, he's, he's one person. I, I I mean, there's a lot of people I'd really like to meet, and I, I do have a, a couple of books which is signed a person. Well, not personally signed, but signed by Alder. And mm -hmm. but but you know they're the ones I bought, knowing they're going to be signed. Uh, I would love to meet him. But there again, you know, I met Michael Caine. And that was a letdown. So, mate, like, yeah, you should, and shouldn't meet your you stars. Know what they say, don't meet your heroes. Yeah. Because uh, you'll only be let down. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> Still, if you All want right. to come for tea. <laughs> <laughs> You're not opposed to it, yes. Uh, hell no. <laughs> Hurry up. Don't let anyone see you. Nobody's sure. You can't hang around my door like this. You want people to talk? Margaret, I came to level with you. I don't think anything had ever come of it because we're so different, but something happened to us out there. Both of us. Maybe we cared for each other a little bit more than either of us would like. I don't see why we can't own up to that. We might even turn out to be friends. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing happened out there. Not a thing. Wait a minute. Nothing happened? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Not unless you took advantage of me while I was drunk. You know, for a minute I was afraid I might like you too much, but I don't think I have to worry. No, wait, just a second. Here, sit down. Yeah. I 
think we can be friends. Okay. I would agree to that. Fine. Well, I'll have my lawyer draw up a contract. I'm sorry. I'm not a very open person sometimes. Look, nothing will be different. Not between you and me or you and Donald. I didn't expect things to be the same with Donald. Oh, you're not leaving him, are you? All he did was accidentally send you a letter he wrote to somebody named Darlene. I'm sure the one he meant for you was just as nice. I'm sending him a letter back. A very carefully worded letter. Dear Hank. You like Hank? Or maybe I should make it Dirk or Lance. Hank is nice. Hank will make him crazy. Dear Hank. I'll never forget that night we spent in that abandoned hut. You gave me your warmth and your caring when I was afraid. And now I think from time to time when I'm afraid again, I may have the courage to let another person know it. You've helped me to grow a little. Thank you, Hank. Thank you, darling. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button. Or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy. And you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Unfortunately, I don't think it was as good as part one, but definitely had some great moments in it. Yeah, I think it's about a seven, seven yeah. out of ten. Yeah. Mm. All right, cool. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. The Swedish mass at your one just heard about our arterial transplants. I don't think I want to hear the rest. You guessed it. They want a demonstration. I think Pierce and Holan have done their duty. That leaves one of you two. Colonel, I refuse to run the risk of going through what the two of them went through. They were bombed, wounded, hounded by the enemy. They came back here bloody and limping. Outside of one moment of glory in the operating tent, the whole trip was for them one gargantuan disaster. What are you smiling at? I'm not smiling. What are you smiling at? Who's smiling? I'm not smiling. What are you smiling at? This isn't smiling. I'm serious. All right, let's cut out the smiling. Who's smiling? All right, all right. I'll go. I'll do it. But when I come back, there better not be any smiling. Who's smiling? Who's smiling? Mash fans, now some of you know myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast, and we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or of course from Podbean? You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us.
was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Thank you.